You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Hello, good morning, church. How are you today? Do you know, I nearly missed my cue too because I was like, oh, I see so many faces. I want to like give shout outs to all these people I haven't seen. I'm like, oh, hang on, you're preaching. You better get going. Well, welcome. It is so good to see you all. People who have been away, people who are visiting, people who haven't seen the while we're singing again. It's so good to gather together as the church. And I'm so um, grateful for this opportunity to come around the word with you this morning, church. So before I begin, let's open in prayer. Lord God, I just thank you that you are the God of the immeasurably more. And we give you all glory for all you've done, all you continue to do, and all you are going to do. Lord, as I speak this morning, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to our hearts individually and corporately as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. So friends, recently last Friday, I was at the supermarket and an unexpected thing happened. The fire alarm went off. Now, has anyone been at a supermarket or a shopping center when the fire alarm went off? Shout out to me, like, kind of what, what, what happened or what was your experience? What did you think? What was happening? Anyone? Nothing? Everybody went out? Yeah, so a couple of things tend to happen. Like, nothing happens. People go like, is this for real? Is this a false alarm? Some people go like, oh, we better get out. We better evacuate and leave the store. See, what actually happened on that day is everyone really was kind of looking around like, is this real? Is this a false alarm? And I often wonder what will be going through through people's minds as that happened. See, for me personally, I just walked past the freezer aisle and I had ice cream in my trolley. So I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but my first thought was like, oh no, my ice cream is going to melt if I leave the shopping centre. Shows my priorities are right. Ice cream is greater than my life and leaving the centre. Hopefully that isn't your first thought when you leave the, when the fire alarm goes off. But, you know, I was thinking about that, that everyone kind of looked at each other and everyone was very familiar. They were like, oh, the fire alarm's going off, but this is something familiar. Because what I didn't know was at the Leopold Shopping Centre, the fire alarm had gone off two or three times prior in the last month or two. So people were expecting that it's a false alarm once again. They were expecting that nothing was going to happen. And, you know, driving home from the supermarket after I got my shopping, I got a fresh box of ice cream, so all was well. Um, but driving home after that, it really challenged me to think about, yeah, well, I, I never want to get familiar with what God is doing. I never want to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to rock up and think that, you know, God's not doing anything and like nothing expected. But I want to kind of approach what God is doing. God's immeasurably more as something that's always unexpected, something that's always on the cutting edge, always waiting for God to do something greater. So can I encourage you this morning as we go through the word, keep believing that God is already doing and he's going to continue to do the immeasurably more in my life, in your life, in our life as a church. Ephesians 3 verse 20 to 21 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. He is able to do more than we ask or imagine. I love what it says in the message. God can do anything, you know, far more than you can imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit working deeply and gently within us, that he does it, his work in us brings about the immeasurably more. So my friends, can I encourage you this morning, whatever life looks like at the moment, maybe you're riding the best mountaintop of your life, maybe you're just walking through the everyday, perhaps you're in a season of challenge. My friend, God has more for you, far more than you can imagine, far more than you can guess or request. 
immeasurably more. Immeasurably more for your family, for your relationships, for work, for study, for your health, for provision. What area are you wanting to see God's immeasurably more in your world today? See, there are many stories in the Bible where God did more than the people could ask or request, more than their wildest dreams. God delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Peter became the first of many rocks in the early church. Abraham became the father of many nations. In their lives and many others in the Bible, God did immeasurably more. And my friends today, Gateway Church, my friend, if you're visiting here today, God has the immeasurably more for you in 2024. God has more than you can imagine, ask or request this year and in the years to come. See, over the last couple of weeks, we've heard about how God immeasurably more. I've got to make sure I say that word properly. I tend to mumble it because it's a long word. In the life of the Samaritan woman, he did immeasurably more, making her the first soul winner of her town. For Gideon, we heard last week, he became the deliverer of God's people. Today, let's look at the life of Esther, how God did the immeasurably more in and through her. Esther spans 10 chapters, and I, and I could tell you the story of Esther, but just like a picture speaks a thousand words, would a video speak a million words or thereabouts? So let's watch this video. It's a kid's video. So are there any kids in the room? I'm going to invite you to turn your eyes to the screen, big kids and little kids and adults as well, as we hear about the story of Esther. Slapstick Theater, Esther's request to the king. This is Esther, Hi. who was a Jewish orphan who lived in Persia during the reign of King Xerxes. Esther was adopted by her relative, Mordecai, Hi. who worked in the palace of the king. Once, Mordecai had even saved the king's life. Yep. Esther became the queen of Persia, but no one knew she was a Jew because Mordecai told her to keep it a secret. This is Haman, who was the second most powerful man in Persia. Haman hated Mordecai because Mordecai wouldn't bow down to him. So Haman convinced King Xerxes to make a decree to kill all Mordecai's people, the Jews. When Mordecai learned about this, he was very upset, as were all the Jews in Persia. When Queen Esther's servants came and told her about how upset Mordecai was, she sent one of her servants, Hatak, to go to Mordecai and find out what was troubling him. So Hatak went out to Mordecai, and Mordecai told him of the plan to kill God's people. Mordecai said that he wanted Esther to go to the king to ask for him to save the Jews. Esther knew that anyone who went to the king without being called could be put to death. But Mordecai reminded Esther that she may have been made queen for such a time as this. So Esther asked for the Jews to pray for her and fast for three days. Then Esther put on her royal robes and went before the king. When the king saw Esther, he was happy to see her and asked, What do you want, Queen Esther? I will give it to you, even if it's half the kingdom. So Esther asked the king if he and Haman would come to a banquet that she had prepared for them, and the king agreed. Esther held a banquet and then asked the king and Haman to come to a second banquet the next night. That night, the king was reminded of how Mordecai had once saved his life. King Xerxes decided that he must honor Mordecai and that Haman would help. 
Then at the second banquet, Esther told the king about the plot against her people. The king was angry and asked, Who would do such a thing? Esther said it was Haman, and the king ordered Haman to be killed on that very night. Uh-oh. But the decree to kill all the Jews was still in place, and the Jews were still in danger. So Mordecai asked the king to issue a new decree so that the Jews could defend themselves. The king did, and the Jews defeated all their enemies. God's people were saved and celebrated their great victory. You know, I love the story of Esther because it's such a powerful account of what God did in her life. And it's an interesting account because throughout the book of Esther, God is not mentioned once, literally. They don't speak of God doing this or God doing that. But Bible commentators agree that though that's not mentioned at all, God's providence, God's protection, God's care, God's deliverance is seen throughout. And you know, it's an invitation to look for God doing the immeasurably more. It's an invitation to see God's protections, God's deliverance. So let's delve into Esther's story to see the immeasurably more that God is doing and see how we can apply it to our lives. So as we saw in the video, Esther was a Jewish orphan living in exile during the Persian Empire. Esther wins a beauty contest to become the next queen. Interesting way to become a queen. But with Mordecai's counsel, Esther keeps her ancestry a secret. See, because if you imagine being a Jewish person in exile, that's probably not a favorable outcome for you to be voted in as the next queen. In Esther 2 verses 10 to 11, Esther had not told anyone of her nationality and family background because Mordecai had directed her not to do so. Every day, Mordecai would take a walk near the courtyard of the harem to find out about Esther and what was happening to her. We see here Mordecai, her relative, invests in Esther. Even after she becomes queen, he checks in with her. Esther gave Mordecai space to speak into her life. Can I ask you this morning, church, and I ask myself, who are the Mordecais in your life? Who are the Mordecais in my life? Who do I have in my world? Who do I have in your who do you have in your world to bring wise counsel? Who do you have speaking truth into your life? See, there's so many sources we can go to advice for advice or for answers. The media is full of things that we can get answers from, from TikTok, from our friends. You know, like Pastor Azi mentioned, hey Google, I use hey Google quite regularly to ask questions. Or the ultimate source for all answers, Wikipedia. <laughs> but you know, jokes aside, are there people in your world who have godly wisdom and counsel? Just as Mordecai did with, us, with Esther as well. See, I know I've benefited greatly from having Mordecai's in my life. My parents, when I was growing up, when I moved to Adelaide for uni, the pastors who were looking after the international students, Pastor Mike and Pastor Chuha, Pastor Lee, Pastor Naomi, Pastor Rachel, have all at times challenged me and encouraged me on my journey of faith, given me wise counsel on my journey of becoming more Christ-like. So I ask you this morning, my friends, do you have people who can encourage you, who can challenge you and help you grow in being more Christ-like? Or perhaps, let me flip that question, are you called to be someone who encourages someone else, challenges someone else, and helps others grow in their journey of being Christ-like. Why is this important? Can I encourage you? There is preparation. There is growing that needs to occur as part of seeing God's immeasurably more. We see this in Esther's story. See, in the video, it talked about how Mordecai hears about the plot to kill the king, and he tells Esther. But he doesn't go to the king. Esther goes to the king. 
he's preparing her already to, to be able to approach the king for the bigger things she has to approach the king for later. We see this in Esther 2.22. But Mordecai heard about the plot and gave the information to Queen Esther. She then told the king about it and gave Mordecai credit for the report. Through reporting this plot to the king, Esther was already building capacity. She was building the capacity, the courage to approach the king. Esther was being prepared for the more. Can I encourage you, my friends, that God's preparation for you today equips you and readies you to approach the authorities and leaders of your world. God's preparation builds capacity to, in you to step into all he has called you to. Can I encourage you in seeing the immeasurably more? Allow God to prepare and equip you today. Isaiah 52, 54 verse 2 says this, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Friends, what is God calling you to enlarge? What is God calling you to strengthen, to stretch and lengthen now in preparation for the immeasurably more? Can I encourage you to allow God to do the work in you? Be assured that he gives you the grace and ability to do so. As it said in Ephesians 3.20, his spirit works deeply and gently within us to bring about the immeasurably more. Philippians 2.13 echoes this. It says, yes, it is God who is working in you. He helps you to do what pleases him and he gives you the power to do it. How good is that? That God works within us, his spirit working deeply and gently within us to bring about the immeasurably more, preparing us and equipping us. But then what is our part? Can I encourage you, let's be people who continue to study the word of God, who know the word of God, to know his will. Will. Let God speak to areas of your heart that he wants to work on. Like that scripture in Ephesians 3.20, the message is, allow his spirit to work gently and deeply within us. Can I encourage you to be someone also who is open to and seeks out wise counsel, whether it's from a pastor, whether it's if you're a young person, your parent, or someone who is further along the journey of what you're walking into. It may involve speaking to a professional, a psychologist or a counsellor. Can I encourage you, seeking out wise counsel is beneficial. Proverbs 19.20 says this, take good counsel and accept correction. That's the way to live wisely and well. What an encouragement that being teachable, being open to holy correction creates pathways to step into the immeasurably more. You know, this is something I see people doing well in our church already. I think of Vanessa, you know, Vanessa who went on a journey of personal development and continues to be on that journey, that through that we are seeing her step into the immeasurably more in her workplace, in the creative team, in the community pantry, that God is doing the immeasurable more in her. But it started with her being teachable, being open to having those conversations with pastors as well. I think of Benj, you know, we've seen Benj up here on the drums, but it didn't start with him being up here on the drums. He was practicing at home on the drum kit. He was open to being taught and trained by Tim and Bevan for youth and different things. But he is walking in the immeasurably more of paying drums on a Sunday because he was open to being teachable, because he was open to wise counsel. I see you guys doing this already. Can I, be, can I encourage you? Let's keep doing it. Let's be open to being taught, to being corrected, to being spurred on by others who are further along the journey of us. Allow God to equip you, often using people, and grow us in preparation for the immeasurably more. Again, as we saw in the video, Mordecai relays to Esther the threat that is coming, and she asks Esther to speak to the king on behalf of God's people. 
as it's in the video, Esther is concerned that going to the king without being summoned is punishable by death. We see again, Mordecai continues to encourage and challenge Esther on her journey of faith. In Esther 4, verse 13 to 14, Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at such a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? Esther was called to be queen for that time. An orphan, orphan living in exile was chosen to be the one to be able to give the king access, to have access to the king, to give support and feedback. Can I encourage you, my friends? You are called for such a time as this. John, you are called for such a time as this. Chrissy, you are called for such a time as this. Matt, you are called for such a time as this. Deb, Neil, you are called for such a time as this. Daniel, you are called for such a time as this. That you and I are called for such a time as this. Gateway Church, we are called for such a time as this. To be a beacon light of hope to our city and to our community. You are called wherever God has placed you for this season. See, sometimes we can think, I'm not meeting this measure of where I think my life should be or what it should look like. Is the immeasurably more really for me? Can I encourage you that you are where you are for such a time like this? God is already doing the immeasurably more. See, that God was already doing the immeasurably more before Esther had done anything. Her becoming queen was already the immeasurably more. Out of all the 25, approximately 25 million women they thought would be in that time, she was the one that was chosen to be queen. God was already doing the immeasurably more even before the deliverance of people came about. Perhaps do you and I need to evaluate our perspective, reflect on and look at it from a different angle that God may be already doing the immeasurably more in our lives. Perhaps God is already blessing you with the immeasurably more in ways you never knew or never realized. In caring for your family, in running your own business, in your parenting, in your workplace, in your studies, in your personal development. Be encouraged. God is already doing the immeasurably more. You are called for such a time as this. And again, I see examples of people within our church who are already doing this well. I think of Sally, who had this conversation with me about being a very practical person and wanting to help in the community pantry. But, you know, through that, God is already doing the immeasurably more in her life, building capacity in her to, to run and take on the, the administration and running of the community pantry. God is already doing the, measure, the immeasurably more. Sometimes we look at the big ticket items and think, oh, it's way over there. But God is already doing the immeasurably more here and now today. Trent and Fee, I think of you and your family, and I think of the family bonds that you have. You know, we live, we are neighbors with Trent and Fee, and, and seeing Trent and Trent take Mason and Thea out, involving them in the family business. Sometimes we hear them play cricket or badminton on their, on their back lawn. Sometimes the cricket ball and the badminton um, things come over the, the fence, but that's all good. <laughs> we throw it back over, hey? But, you know, I just see that as such a powerful tool of building a strong family connection, a strong family bond. Like that is the immeasurably more in your family already, that God is doing the immeasurably more through building those lasting strong family bonds. See, it's not just the big ticket items. God is doing the immeasurably more today, here, now, in our worlds. Gateway, God is already doing the immeasurably more here. We are called for such a time of this. You know, a while back um, at National Conference, I went to a community engagement workshop and they asked the question, if your church closed down, would your community notice? 
And in that moment, I was kind of like, oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. But do you know what? Today I can say with confidence that I know they would notice that we weren't here because we are impacting our community through our youth program, through each and every one of you being a part of your community and, and speaking about God and your relationship through our community pantry, through our community carols, all these things that we are doing that impacts our community. We are called for such a time as this. Esther was called for such a time as this. You and I are called for such a time as this. But what, what does Esther do with that? You know, she's called for this time. What did it lead to? Let's read from Esther 4, 15 to 16. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. See, I love Esther's courage here. Going to the king was putting her life on the line. But Esther shows wisdom too. She doesn't just rush in and react like, I need to go and see the king now. She first calls all the people to fast with her. See, the Bible doesn't mention here specifically prayer. But in my opinion, I don't know whether like Esther wouldn't have been fasting for health purposes or you know, for intermittent fasting as a health benefit. Bible scholars agree that this would have been prayer and fasting, not a fasting for a health thing. So with the power of prayer and fasting behind her, Esther steps out in wisdom and courage to speak to the king. For you and I today, my friends, we too can outwork the practices of Jesus, fasting and praying, and then stepping out with wisdom and courage. Can I encourage you, my friends, seeing the immeasurably more involves stepping out with wisdom and courage. What do you need to step into with wisdom and courage? What is God calling you to action to see in the immeasurably more? Can I encourage you that as you do so, know that God has got you. We see this in God's providence and protection that he gives to Esther. In Esther 5 too, when the king saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out the gold scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. In Esther 8 verses 3 to 4, Then Esther went, before, went again before the king, falling down at his feet, and begging him with tears to stop the evil plot devised by Haman the Agagite against the Jews. Again, the king held out the gold scepter to Esther. So she rose and stood before him. We see twice that it's mentioned the, the king held out the gold scepter. Holding out the gold scepter is a, speaks of a favorable disposition that he gives her approval, that he says it's okay to approach. The king was pleased with Esther. She could bring her request to him. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but King Xerxes was known for being irrational and temperamental. At the start of the story of Esther, he disposed of the former queen just because she didn't do one thing that he said. So he was known to being temperamental and irrational. But God gives Esther favor, king, favor with King Xerxes twice in this short span of time. God was already doing the immeasurably more. God again does the immeasurably more. As we saw in the video, Esther pleads on behalf of the king, on behalf of the people to the king. Can I encourage you, Esther stepping out in wisdom and courage, saw God do the immeasurably more. It saw the, the prevention of the destruction of her people. Esther stepping out in wisdom and courage helped save her people. An orphan in exile, an ordinary girl, an ordinary person prevented the destruction of her people. Esther's actions saw the immeasurably more occur. And this is what I love about the story. God totally could have delivered the people himself. He's sovereign, he's all-powerful, he's mighty. But he chose Esther to work, to work in and through, to partner with, to see the immeasurably more occur in the people. 
And it's the same for us today. God chooses you and I to work in and through, to prepare us, to equip us, to call us for such a time as this, to see the immeasurably more in our lives, in our families, in our communities, in our cities. So friend, as I wrap up this morning, what is the immeasurably more that God is already doing in you or that God has for you? What is God calling you to step out into with wisdom and courage to see the immeasurably more? Can I encourage you, let's be like people like Esther who continue to allow God to prepare us, to develop us, to equip us to see the immeasurably more. Let's pursue godly wise counsel. Let's recognize and reflect on the immeasurably more God is doing in our world today already. And let's step out in wisdom and courage to see the immeasurably more. Ephesians 3, 20 verse 21 says this again. God can do anything you know. Far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing around, pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently working within us. My friends, you and I are called for such a time as this. God has the immeasurably more for you and I. And you know, in a moment, I want to pray for us corporately that we will continue to see the immeasurably more, that we will walk into the immeasurably more and that we will step out in wisdom and courage for the immeasurably more. But this week I was reminded that there could be individuals within our church who are not sure about the immeasurably more. See, I was reminded of a netball defender and how when they defend, they kind of move around and prevent the shooter from getting the ball. And as they do that, it causes the, the, their opponents to second guess, to guess, can they pass the ball in? Is, are they going to be able to shoot the ball? Because this defender is sort of floating around and moving around. And I was reminded that sometimes that's what the enemy can do to us. He can make a second guess, like, is God doing the immeasurably more in my life? Can do God do the immeasurably more in my life? But my friend, I'm here to encourage you. He can, He will, maybe He already is. And it's time to change your perspective and see what He's doing. So can I invite you to stand and I'm going to pray for us. And if you're wanting to see the immeasurably more and, and, you, and you know God has it for you, can I invite you to raise your hands? Lord God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you that we give you all glory for you are doing the immeasurably more. I thank you that you are the God of all things. And we stand before you today, God, and we say, we want that immeasurably more. Would you equip us? Would you prepare us for the immeasurably more in our workplaces, with our families, in our studies, in all that you have called us to for this time, in our community, in our city? Would you prepare us and equip us? Would you bring people with godly, wise counsel into our world so that we can be prepared and equipped? Would you give us your wisdom, your courage, your strength to step out into the things you have called us to? We give you all glory and praise and thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are working in us. I just pray if there's, there's doubt creeping in that the enemy will cause us to second guess. I just declare clarity of mind. I declare peace and an assurance and a confidence that you have got this. 
just like God had Esther, just as, as God was orchestrating things in Esther's life, that He is orchestrating things and He will work all things out for good for us who have been called according to His purpose. So I thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seats, friends, for a moment. And if you're here this morning or you're watching online, and perhaps this concept of immeasurably more in God sounds amazing, but it's not something that you're familiar with. Can I tell you some good news this morning, my friend? Just as God made a way for Esther to save the people, God, through His Son, Jesus, made a way for each of us to be saved. We heard about it with Trent in communion, that God sent Jesus, His Son, to live on the earth as a man. Jesus lived a perfect life. He did nothing wrong, and that qualified Him to go to the cross for you and I, for our wrongdoing. He died on the cross. He was buried. And the third day, He rose again, victorious over sin, victorious over death. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection made a pathway for you and I to know Him personally. By praying a prayer that acknowledges Jesus did all this, turning away from your wrongdoing and asking Him to lead your life, you too can be saved. Romans 10.9 says this, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Friend, by praying that prayer, your eternity is assured. assured. You have God's guidance, protection, provision, peace each and every day. You know, just as Esther stepped out in wisdom and courage, would you step out in wisdom and courage to receive salvation, the greatest immeasurably more, Whatever imagine more we could talk about, salvation, the grace, saving grace and love of Jesus is the greatest immeasurably more. So friends, I'm going to lead the church in a prayer and the, pre- the church will pray with me. But can I invite you, if you've never made that decision to say, Lord, I want your saving grace. I want to know you. Would you join me in, in repeating this prayer? If you're watching online, you can join us as well. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross. I believe in my heart that you died, you rose, and you live today. I declare with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. I turn from them and I turn to learning your ways. I choose to follow you. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.